Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI Inc. Insights podcast episode, I explore Simon Sinek's recent Inc. video, How to Show Vulnerability as a Leader. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to have you with me again today. Today, we will be exploring Simon Sinek's recent Inc.com video, How to Show Vulnerability as a Leader. Best-selling author Simon Sinek explains why employees and managers have very different rules when it comes to expressing vulnerability. In this episode, I will break down this video into clips and intersperse some of my own commentary. I'll catch you on the flip side of the first clip. One of the things that everybody has to remember when you occupy a position of leadership is a whisper becomes a shout. Um, Everything is amplified. Sarcastic comments that you might have been able to make in the past, you can't make them anymore. Um, the little things, it just the, the, the game changes, you know, um, yeah. because a whisper becomes a shout. You, there is, in other words, it's a higher standard. Leadership is a higher standard. Whether you like it or not, that's the reality. And sometimes it can feel a bit unfair because let's face it, leadership is hard. And when we're leading in times of crisis, such as during a global pandemic, and we're trying to help to support and sustain all of our people who are going through personal challenges, health challenges, economic challenges. The, the reality is we're going through those same challenges and we're feeling a great and tremendous amount of pressure uh, trying to keep the business afloat, trying to make payroll and trying to meet the needs of everyone around us. Leadership is hard, but the reality is there is a different standard for leaders than there are for the, the general uh, employee throughout the organization. And so leaders need to live up to that standard. And when they don't, whether that's fair or not, when they don't, it erodes institutional and interpersonal trust, and it can cause all sorts of problems for employee engagement, uh, satisfaction and morale, uh, and other productivity measures. So we always need to be on our A game when we're leaders. But that doesn't mean that we always have to put on a positive face and say everything is okay even when it's not. Because in fact, that actually will erode trust more because employees aren't stupid and they know when things are hard. They know when things are challenging and they want you to shoot straight with them. You can't come to work and say, oh my God, guys, it's all over. It's all over. It's all over. It's all over. And just claim you're having a bad day. Anybody else in the company can do that. 
Somebody, a, a junior person in the company can come in and be like, it's all over, it's all over. And we're okay with that. We'll be like, don't worry, man, it's okay. Well, you know, we'll yeah. get through this. Um, but if the leader does that, panic ensues. Even if it's just somebody having a bad day. Yeah. Um, and so we have to be aware of that. Also, we can't be excessively positive because that's not true either. So while there is a higher standard and we can't yell fire in a crowded room, so to speak, uh, we, we do have to recognize the responsibility we hold and the impact that our words and actions have on those around us. We also can't just pretend like everything is okay. We basically just have to be straightforward. We need to be truthful and authentic. Um, and we have to be measured. And so, you know, if we're having a bad day, we can't just say every last thing that comes to the top of our mind, we have to, uh, to monitor ourselves and practice some emotional intelligence. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, we, we can continue to work well with our people as we try to assure them and help to help them to feel like, you know, we can, we can do this, we can weather this. But that's not to say that we have to pretend like everything is okay when it's not. Again, our people know the difference. And so we just need to be authentic with them. We need to just try to foster trust. And we don't foster trust by telling them things that aren't true. We need to tell them the way it is. And we need to, we need to trust in our people uh, that they're adults, that they're grownups. They can deal with difficult situations. They can deal with uncertainty. And ultimately, together, we can get through this and we communicate that. That's what it's going to take. And if we, if we can do that consistently, we can weather the hard things that come. And if I, as a leader, am really struggling, while I can't just vent to any random person in the office, I can have my confidants. I can have those people that I know I can lean on, my inner circle. And I can take those opportunities to, to share in confidence you know, the burdens that I bear and, and we can find support for each other as leaders. We just can't share that openly uh, with everyone else throughout the organization or panic will ensue. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, Bluer Than Indigo Leadership the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There's no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of our problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations.
I think the biggest mistake that uh, leaders make is they think they have to have all the answers. And if they don't, they pretend that they do. And, there's, and what vulnerability means doesn't mean sharing your darkest moments out loud with the team. Vulnerability means admitting, I made a mistake. I don't know. I'm uncertain. That's what it means. And to come out and say, guys, this is, uh, this is a difficult time, uh, a very difficult time. Um, I'm being tested more than I've ever been tested. So it's about being authentically vulnerable with our people, not over-disclosing and oversharing all of our burdens, all of our challenges with everybody. Uh, that just isn't going to be effective. That's not going to help you or them or the organization. But to be authentically vulnerable and to admit that, yeah, this is tough. This is a hard thing. We're facing it. We're facing it together. We can weather this together. And then ultimately, it, we will have a plan. We're going to put together a plan and have a path forward. Being authentically vulnerable also means that you have to own up to mistakes. People will be generally quite forgiving as long as you can be vulnerable and admit when you've made a mistake or you've done something, you've made a decision that ultimately didn't pan out, that it didn't prove to be successful. Now we need to pivot. Now we need to go a different direction, especially when they can see that you authentically care, when they see that you're someone that's trustworthy. Um, they're going to give you a lot of leeway to try to figure things out. And when you're open with them and transparent and you acknowledge when you make mistakes, you ask for their understanding and then you roll up your sleeves and get to work together to, to have a better outcome, people will generally uh, handle that just fine because people are adults, they're mature, and people uh, want to support their leaders when their leaders are worthy of their trust and support. And, I, and I'm not 100% sure of the decisions I have to make. Here's what I do know. I believe in our vision. I believe in our team. And I think that if we can get the right product mix, and if we can figure out new ways to bring our cause to life, I think we can beat this. I'm going to be leaning very, very, very heavily on this team because I cannot do this alone. And I will keep you in the loop of, and like we made mistakes. We, we like ran head forth in one direction and then we had to sh shift. And we said to everybody, we got it wrong. We're making this stuff as we go along. Yeah. We were, and we'll explain why we were wrong and we'll explain why we changed. Let your people know the missteps and reframe the missteps as learning opportunities, especially amidst uncertainty uh, during particularly difficult and challenging times. If you can reframe uh, setbacks as learning opportunities uh, and, and model a growth mindset, model the iterative process of learning and growing and design thinking, then you can pivot and leverage uh, those failures to be more than failures. Now you learn from them. There are growth opportunities. You learned something that didn't work and now you know how to go better, forward better and more productively and successfully in the future. But to express uncertainty, but, but, but not end there, uncertainty and here's what I plan to do is essential. But to say I don't know is so powerful. As a leader expressing uncertainty in difficult times, saying you don't know, and really acknowledging and recognizing you don't have all the answers to everything. Not only is that acceptable, but that is necessary in this day and age of complex organizations because we don't have all of the expertise. Our people do. And if we claim to know all the answers, you know what will happen? 
our people will stop leaning on their own expertise and their own creativity and innovation, and they're going to look to us for every last little thing. And that's not going to serve them or us well. Our organization will not be innovative in that kind of an environment. But when we can foster an environment where people recognize that we are vulnerable so they can be vulnerable, we can fail and acknowledge it so they can fail and acknowledge it, and that we model for them how you step forward into the darkness, into the uncertainty, that you don't know everything, and that we rely on each other to get through those dark times, to get through those difficulties. If we model that for them and they see that genuinely we are vulnerable and a safe place for them to be able to learn and grow and innovate, then we can together get through these challenges. We together can pivot. We can take new strategic directions. We can innovate and launch new products and services. And ultimately, we can succeed in the marketplace. But it all starts with a vulnerable leader, authentic vulnerability. When you just pretend that everything is okay, uh, you're, you're selling your people short, you're not modeling for them a healthy environment or a healthy culture, and even if you think you're protecting them, you're not because you're not uh, acknowledging uh, the, the depth of their understanding, the depth of their character, and it's, it's very quite condescending actually. So ultimately, we can do better than that. As leaders, we can be vulnerable. We may need to learn how to do that. We may need to unlearn the false bravado that we see so many in leadership uh, portray. We may need to unlearn the facade of having an answer for everything or false confidence. But we can unlearn that and we can learn humble, vulnerable uh approaches to how we interact with our people. And in the long run, that will foster greater trust, that will foster uh, a greater, more healthy workplace. As always, thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine 
with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.